Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to The Blodgett Show. I want to welcome everybody to Real Talk Tuesday. Today's topic is going to be Don't Break. This is episode 64. Once again, guys, welcome. Appreciate you being here. My name is Chris. I'm your host. And like I said earlier, today's topic is going to be Don't Break. The inspiration inspiration for that topic comes from kind of how last night went for me, really. I had one of those nights where my load canceled. And the load, based on the work that they replaced it with, instead of me doing one load up to Illinois and back, I did three loads, all with doubles, back and forth between Nashville and Bowling Green. It's a pretty easy drive. It's only like 60 miles. It's not that bad. It's just it's the hookups and unhookups. Most of the hookups. Because the unhookup is pretty easy. Breaking everything down is a lot easier than setting everything up. But still, it's two trailers each direction. So basically, by the end of my... When I got parked this morning, I had... I had actually dealt with uh, 12 trailers. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> and it was definitely the last set that really, really put the nail in the, nail in the coffin for me. Because uh, when I was trying to get it set up, I had the dolly set up. So I was basically took two loaded trailers up to Bowling Green. And I was bringing two empties back because they didn't have any. They didn't have a, any loads going back to Nashville on the third set. It was only the they only, only had the two two sets. But I guess um, they have a guy that goes up there three times a night, goes back and forth, and basically does that. And I guess he ran out of hours. So ah, congratulations! I got to do it. So I was like, oh well, you know, I I did it, but. It's not something I'd volunteer for, for very often because of the fact that I've got um, the different injuries from the past. When I look at my back, my, my knee. I don't have an injury. My, I've never had an injury with my shoulder, but you know, I have had occasions where like I've had to like take it easy because overdid it. You know, <laughs> especially dealing with those dollies because they're not exactly light. But um, so that last uh, the last set when I was getting it set up. I had the dolly set in front of the, the rear trailer. I backed the, the front trailer up. You know, close to the dolly was probably like half a foot. You try to get it as close as you can so that way, especially if you, if you end up realizing you're on an incline, you don't have to pull the dolly forward too much. Because if, if it's on an incline, then you got all that weight basically working, working against you. So, and that was the case last night. There was not only was was the incline towards the rear trailer, but the dolly, there was also a little bit of a, like a, um, kind of like a, a, a hump on the, on that part of the driveway. So I had to pull the dolly over that small hump. It wasn't that big. It was like maybe like equivalent to like if you go off on the shoulder on the highway, you know, you feel the kind of a dip a little bit because the shoulder might be a little bit lower than the road, you know? So, I had to pull it up, pull it over that, and then using every ounce of strength I had, I would pull it forward. Of course, I didn't have the 
lined up 100% with it, so I would have to pull it forward, and then I was trying to like rock the the rock the dolly back and forth from one side to the other, to try to like adjust it a little bit, so all I had to do was pull it forward, and, you know, hook it up. But um, I must have, I must have tried for like 15 minutes, and it got to a point where towards the end I was I would pull it all the way forward. And I would have it right next to where you hook it up at, but just be off to the side a little bit. And I'd be trying to hold it there with all my strength while trying to rock it to the side to try to see if I can get it hooked up. But then, of course, like, at, you get to a point where, <laughs> where your arms are kind of, your arms are giving out. And I felt my, my heart thumping in my chest. And I, I let it go, let it roll back and bump against the back trailer. Because I was like, I'm going to give myself a heart attack. <laughs> Like everything, my like my knees were hurting, my ankles were hurting, my my arms were hurting, and you know I felt like I was, you know, I was like, man, I'm gonna end up killing myself right here. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. But finally, I managed to to rock it enough to where I could pull it forward and it, I could get it connected. And then I, I, at that point, I'm not gonna lie, I pretty much wanted to lay on the ground because of like, oh my god, I'm hurt texting the wife was yeah I think I just came closer than I ever have to give myself a heart attack she goes what'd you do I was like oh let's try to get this dolly connected for this last set I gotta take back to Nashville before I'm done and it was on an incline so I was using every ounce of strength I had but oh my god I'm hurting all over now and I was like I'll be taking that proof when I get home she goes oh I'll try my uh, naproxen you know, and take a hot shower. I'm like, well, see how I feel when I get home because I might just want to go straight to bed. <laughs> by that point, it was already like 6.30, you know, by that point, which I could have done three trips back and forth really quickly if it was singles, like a 53-foot trailer or one pup, but doing doubles, especially the second one. The second set, I had to wait until midnight because I, I got back like 10.50. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, when the midnight crew comes in, like, oh, look at y'all set up, look at the door closed, whatever. And, you know, the trailer you're waiting on, so I'm going, so am I only taking one up there? They're like, oh, no, no, you're taking two. I'm like, it's basically taking a loaded and uh, empty. And I'm like, ah, man. So tried to move as fast as I could, you know, whenever I set trailers up. But I pretty much told the boss straight up when I, when I started with him, I said, I'll do it. Like, if I had, like, if you want, if you need fill it in with my load cancels if you end up fill it in with stuff that I have to do multiple rounds of doubles. I was like, I'll do it, but it's going to take me a minute because I'm not exactly really uh, fast with it. You know, sometimes I can get them set up pretty quick, especially if they're in an, already in an area that, um, you know, we don't have to move them. We have enough room in front where we can set, set the dolly up, set, you know, get hooked up to the front trailer, pull in front of that back trailer, have enough room to pull forward enough to where you can actually back it up. Sometimes I've set up trailers where they're, you'll have like one, there'll be like two rows right there. And so I'll set up the dolly in front of the trailer, and then I'll go ahead and I'll just very creatively, you know, swing the, the trailer in front of that, that other trailer without being able to really pull straight forward from that because of the, net, the next row of, uh, of uh, trailers. So I end up uh, getting it set up. Lately, I haven't done that. I need to know how to do doubles. I just, if I have to, I just move, move the trailer.
those two more wide open areas. That way it's easier for me to set them up. You know, figure, try to stress less, you know, to deal with them that way, you know. <laughs> but, so I finally got, the funny thing was, like, when I, when I was on the second run up there, I think I probably got up there like three, like three-ish, whatever, in the morning or whatever, and, and like that, I learned very quickly that that hub apparently closes overnight. I don't know what time they close. They close at midnight, open back up at six or something. Because uh, when I got there at like three, three or three thirty, um, I was able to get in obviously because I, you know, was able to scan my badge in the game. But ah, getting off the interstate, I was like, I was like, oh man, I'm really happy for the bathroom. One of those like, you know, you. Not gonna, not gonna make it too far. And I was like, oh, it's, it's all good. I'm literally getting off. Gonna be pulling in here to the, the Bowling Green Hub, and like, you know, in like the next five or ten minutes, I'm good. I'm, I, I should be fine. I pull in there, and I thought, all right, I'm gonna pull in the gate, let the gate close behind me. And I'll set the brake, and I'll go ahead and run inside the bathroom. I go up to the door, it's fucking locked. <laughs> I was like, ah, are you kidding me, man? Because most hubs usually have at least somebody there. Like, a lot of the time. And so it doesn't matter what time you get there, you usually can still make your way inside to, like, hit the bathroom or use the microwave to, like, eat a food or whatever. Apparently not that place. Like, that place, I guess, they're fully shut down during the overnight hours. But they're alright, you know. So I got in there, and I was like, well, crap, I don't think I'm going to last until I can get everything hooked up. So basically what I did was, is that there was a mom-and-pop truck stop literally like half a mile away down the road we're talking like the kind of truck stop that had, has like two two or three fuel lanes and they might have like spaces for like three trucks to park of course there were trucks that were parked on the curb right next to the truck stop and there were trucks that were I think there's one that was parked two that were parked beside the fuel islands or whatever you know places where you're not technically supposed to park but you know if you run out of hours what can you do I don't think I've ever parked like that, mainly because um, it's just always been one of those high anxiety situations. Like, if and I mean I've parked in, I've parked on shoulders before, which you're not supposed to do that either. Or not on shoulders, but on uh, on ramps or off ramps. But I've parked in areas before that I didn't really have a choice because I, you know, something happened and right out right out of hours. But you still you end up not sleeping very well because you have that anxiety. Like, if I get to get a knock on the door by a cop, tell me I have to move, and I'll be like, well, I don't have any time. If I move, it'd be a violation. The cops don't care. Like, they're gonna be like, well, yeah, you gotta move. Like, I, I, don't, I understand you're out of hours, but you gotta, you gotta move. You can't park here. Like, well, crap. Because then if you move, you're gonna kick over to driving. You're gonna be violating your hours, and then not only are you gonna be violating, but then when you, whenever you do park somewhere down the road, then you're going to have to take another 10 hours off on top of whatever time off you just took, you know, to actually try to get a 10 hour break. If you're out nine and a half hours and they, they make you move, then guess what? You have to sit for another 10 hours to get a break. I mean, some companies, some, some of them will, they, you can do like a, what they call a split, uh, like a split break where you do eight hours where you're technically in the sleep of birth. And you'll get whatever off-duty hours you had back. 
so basically after eight hours you'll get some time back so you will have some time to drive but then you just have to do the remaining part remaining two hours when you park later which usually by that point if you do eight hours you move usually you get enough hours back that by the time you park you're just doing a full 10 after you park <laughs> so but um so yeah so I go down the, uh, I'm sorry, a little, got off on a little tangent there, so I apologize. <laughs> this is me keeping it real with you guys, you know. You guys should know by now, you know, just this is how I am, you know, but. So I, I always try to keep on topic. Sometimes I might veer off a little bit, and I'll try to veer back, you know, but. So there's a mom and pop truck stop down the street, the, the Bowling Green FedEx. And um, I really, really had to go to the bathroom to the point where I was like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to have an accident. I've done that out here more times than I'd like to admit. Not even that many times. It's just it's happened a couple times, you know, when either you can't quite make it to the bathroom quick enough or you're nowhere near a bathroom and stuff happens. Kind of sucks, but that's why you always come prepared, you know, especially like if you're on long car trips or whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about. It's always good to have contingency you know have like you have the flushable wipes and paper towels have the like uh sanitizing spray you know depending on how how bad things might get maybe you have extra clothes with you whatever <laughs> so i really ever need them but I'll, I'll admit my work bag i have extra extra clothes you know just in case you know it's just never know you know especially on those occasions you know fellow drivers when uh your stomach's twisted and you're like oh my god i really have to go and guess what traffic comes to a stop so you're sitting in traffic not moving and you're like three miles away from the nearest exit that has a truck stop and there's not much you can do <laughs> so it's like oh man fun times you know those are the days that you get home when you're more stressed, you know. Cause you're like, ah, man, gotta get home, take a shower, de-stress a little bit, you know. But thankfully, though, what I I knew that there's a truck stop down the street, so what I did is I I thought, well, I'm not gonna worry about breaking down these this set of doubles yet. So what I did is I I lowered the landing gear in the first trailer, unhooked everything, and I disconnected from the whole set altogether, and then I bobtailed which for your car drivers, that means we drive the truck without the trailer. The semi by itself without a trailer is called a bobtail. I have no idea why. One of those things is like, when I do my swap up in Illinois, for whatever reason, FedEx has it in the system called a butthead swap. That was a fun conversation with my wife because she, I showed her my, uh, my phone when I was showing her that, I, yeah, I'm loaded, or yeah, or yeah, I got a load aside. You know, my, my lows running. So I showed it to her and she was butthead swap. I was like, yeah, I don't ask. I was like, I have no idea. She was, yeah, what the fuck? So I'm like, I have no idea. I was like, I don't get it either. I don't know why they would call it a butthead swap. That's kind of weird. But yeah. So, um, so I, I bobtail out of the gate. I head down the street to the truck stop. Go in and hit the bathroom. Get all, you know, hands washed and everything back in the truck come back up to FedEx and I thought nobody's here so I thought you know what my initial thought was I was gonna see if they had an extra dolly 
and I would find two empties, and I would, because I knew from the third third trip, I was going to come up there loaded and bring two empties back. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to try to see if I can set up, set myself up for the next load, so that way when I come up here and drop the next one, I'll just hook up to the doubles that's already set up, and then take off. Figure no one's there, no one should mess with it, no one should break it down, whatever, so. But sadly, they didn't have any, any dollies up there, which kind of made it understandable about how, uh, Bunch of the, the day cab trucks that were parked there all had dollies behind them. Like they were parked with a dolly behind them, basically, they're like reserving their own dolly. I think, well, I can see why they do that now. All right. So, what it is, I grabbed, I found two empties, and I, I put one empty on the side of the lot, and then I put another empty in front of it, but I gave it enough of a gap so that way I can come back, I can drop the trailers, I can grab my dolly, and I can pull between the back and the front empty trailer with the dolly and back that dolly up to the, the rear trailer get it all set up, you know? So that way all I'd have to do is go hook up to the front trailer, back it up to the dolly, walk back there, lift the dolly up to, to hook it to the back of the front trailer and then back it under the rear trailer. Figured one less step, all I have to do is set the dolly up and then back the, you know, start batting, you know, backing everything together, you know? So I get in there about, when I come back with that third load, I get in there about, uh, 6 15 6 30 something like that i think it was like it was probably like 6 15 10 or 15 minutes after six somewhere like that because i know i spent 15 to 20 minutes fighting with that that last dolly or whatever but um i get in there and uh i saw that one of the uh, inside lights was turned on i was like oh crap so i thought oh shit somebody's actually uh working you know, because I thought it would still be closed. Like, my, my trailers would still be set up back there. I get in there. My trailer's no longer there. Like, they, whoever came in, the yard switcher already had moved them. And pretty sure they were being loaded in a door because I drove around the lot. It's a pretty small hub. Not a very big area as far as the trailers go. Drove around, and I didn't see my trailers at all. I mean, I didn't look at the doors. There were trailers in the doors, but... They weren't out anywhere parked out in the, uh, the main parking area, so I was like, well, crap, like, my empties aren't even there. <laughs> so I got my main trailer dropped. I did find two other empties, and that's where I, you know, they were already in a parking space. And they were right next to each other, so basically I was able to put the dolly in front of one, hook up to the trailer beside it, pull that trailer in front back up to the dolly, and that's where the fun began. Where I was like, back there trying to put every ounce of strength I had in and uh, gripping it very tightly or whatever and trying to pull that thing using your whole body weight to pull this heavy ass dolly to pull it forward but then realizing you're not lined up so then you, you have to like try to try to rock it back and forth to try to get it to shift off to the side a little bit but in that process you can't keep pulling it forward so it starts to roll backwards again it's like ah man so so uh Basically, you know, it's like sometimes, you know, by the time I by the time I got back, well, before I got back, I thought, you know what, I, I was on half tank, so like I technically could have made it to where I swap tonight before fuel in. But I thought, you know what, I'm gonna give myself one less thing to do tonight since I'm already running, gonna be running late. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, fuel, top off the fuel with def. So like hit a flying J like 30 miles before. Before the national hub, and uh, got back, and you know, te technically, like, 
had delayed myself because I don't. I've been noticing like, some, especially at night, I've noticed last night there was like a lot of sets of empties that were already still set up. And I thought, I wonder if, if that's a problem if we're allowed to leave them together and they're empties because if somebody comes in with two loadings, they might need to take two empties. But if there's already two set up, they can just dispatch themselves with those empties to go without having to go through all the setup process. Which is funny, we technically we still get paid for setting them up even if we already find a set. And we still get the drop and hook pay, which is pretty awesome. But I leave them together. I go get, go get parked in the front lot, you know, next to my ram. As I'm getting parked, the boss is texting me. He goes, if, if Farina doesn't run again tonight, I have a uh, olive branch or a West Birmingham. And I'm like, all right. And I said, uh, so I hope it's cool. But, uh, you know, the trailers I brought back are both empty and I, I left them together. You know, because I noticed a lot of other sets were left together that were empty, so I figured it's probably not a big deal. He was actually, it is a little bit of a big deal because now they're going to have to pay another contractor to break it down. I'll just tell him such and such. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm still in the truck. I was like, do you want me to run in there and break it down? He was, I would say yes. I was like, oh, crap. All right. So I was like, well, I should be okay in my hours as long as I'm yard move, right? It's not going to tick down. He was, yeah, that's correct. All right. So, when it, so I, I logged back on the computer again. Set myself a yard move, went in there, broke down the set just so that you know wouldn't have wouldn't cause problems for the for the company or whatever. But I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm glad I asked because I'm always seeing it at sets of empties just set up all over the yard or whatever. And so it's like, it makes sense to me that if you have empties that you should be able to leave them together because somebody might need a set of empties. But I actually prefer with when trailers get left together because especially for my load because. Um, I'll come in to do my run, and my trailers are all, a lot of times, my trailers are all already set up, like they, they dropped them together, so I just come in, hook up, take all my photos, do my, uh, my inspections, do my dispatch, and go. Today though, figures, day I'm running late, I get in there at like 6.40ish, thinking, alright, you know, let's let's do this, you know, hopefully I can get in and out of here quick. I get in there, the, two tra the trailers are separated, like, ah, man. And because of how my hand, my hands, my shoulders, and everything felt, you know, from this morning, I was like, I was still hurt. Still am, kind of. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit better. My hands, shoulders are still kind of screaming at me a little bit. But went tracked on a dolly, and then came back over and was getting them all set up. And the first, when I went to back it under the first time, I I should have lined it up. I didn't even look. I just put the trailer, the dolly in front of it, thinking, all right, it's good. Usually I look at it and make sure it's, for the most part, straight on with it. So it looks like even if you're coming at an angle, it's going towards the direction of the kingpin. So that way you know that even though it might be coming in from the left, it's coming in at an angle, so it's going to go right towards that kingpin and connect it. So I didn't do that, so I back, I tried to back under it the first time, and it felt like it, it hit, but I didn't hear it click. And I went back there and looked, and the, the kingpin of the trailer was actually like against the side of the uh, like the front left side of the uh, the fifth wheel like it didn't go past it but it had pushed against like it wasn't if it was over like six inches to the right it would have actually gone in there and hooked up but it was a little bit too far to the left so it wasn't going to do it so I, crap. so I had to I had to adjust quite a few times before I finally got it to hook up but I finally got it done got dispatched and stuff 
ever since that that day when I uh, finally came back to work a month later when I could actually like move my leg again because I was like pretty pretty banged up. Just getting in and out of the truck that much was, was killer. So I, I, after about a month with that employer, I started asking around and looking for something like what I currently do, my dedicated route. Cause I, I was like, I'm a driver. I want to drive. I don't want to. I don't want to be in and out. I don't want to be doing all the physical shit. And then last night dealing with 12 trailers, you know, two there, two back, setting up the trailers with the dolly each time or whatever. Which most of the time it was fine. Most of the time it was it was okay. It was that like I said, it was that last one that that and not really having time to necessarily like eat, which I know as a diabetic, um, trying to monitor that or you know manage monitor that. I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't think it was a good idea for me to not eat. So there was a couple times throughout the night when I you know, got back there and run and hit the bathroom really quick, and I would go hit the break room because they had they had like snacks and stuff you could microwave and whatnot. So I was trying to keep positive, keep my mind, you know, keep my head, like keep a level head, not let myself get down because of how I, how I, I really wasn't feeling great because of, you know, already having dealt with like six trailers by that point. So I would grab things like, I think I grabbed like a little, this little pack of like the pizza rolls that you can microwave to a little box or whatever that they have in there. Did that on the second trip. And uh, was of course drinking water. And then on my third trip, I went in there and I grabbed a package of peanut butter crackers and a, a bag of the bowl Chex Mix. Probably should have just stuck with the peanut butter crackers because <laughs> of the, the carb count and stuff. But hey, I was like, well, I know I need I need to boost my energy up and stuff. So, so I did that. And then when I got home, uh, literally was heat. I mean, I heated up a heat because I didn't. I still had the meal prep stuff. Ended up tossing the, the stuffed chicken breast though, because literally it had been in my bag in the truck without being refrigerated since like 7 p.m. The, the night before. I'm sure it was still fine, but I was heating up some of the pot roast that we had. And then I heated up the, the rest of the meal prep stuff. Instead of the chicken, I did just the, the quinoa and the green beans. So it's always interesting when literally I'm just like, I'm not drifting at all, and it, it, you know, buzzes like I'm crossing the line. I'm like, I have not moved. It's like when I get the occasional, like it starts beeping and flashing on the dash, saying collision warning, and I'm like, there's nothing in front of me. I don't understand why you're. <laughs> so it's like, okay. So. Uh, so you know. Occasions like that, you know, we have stressful days or whatever, and we can either give in to it and let it break us, or we can keep pushing on, you know. So I came home, I took care of something I needed to do online that I would have done on my phone last night, but apparently I couldn't. I had to do something, I had to do one of those QR scanners from the. I had to scan it on my phone, but it was, I had to have the QR scanner code on another device, so I got on my Mac when I got home and logged on and got the code, scanned it on my phone, and so now I'm able to access that website, access that account on my phone, because I can now do the, the two-factor code and all that stuff. You know. So I took care of that, uh, took care of some, a couple other things, then went ahead and grabbed a shower. 
one of those things, you know, it's like, that's where I'm like, my, we have this gray cat that we, that's called uh, Sage. We've had her for about a year. She was an EDB little kitten when we got her, even though they, they told us she was two years old. We're like, there's no way in hell. There's no way in hell she's two years old. Unless, she, unless, unless she was like one of those midget cats, you know, the ones that don't get, that keep the short legs, you know? So, so, but now she's actually like regular size now, because obviously, you know, she's gotten older, she's gotten bigger. And if you lock her out of the room, she'll end up meowing at the door because she wants it. We're talking about high pace, meow, meow. Versus like her old, oldest cat, got the old lady meow. <laughs> but she's begging for food. Looks at me like all pissed off because I start start mimicking her. She'll be out and I'll be like, Row, row, trap, trap, row. She looks at me like, shut up. <laughs> so, but I learned that my that our youngest cat Sage kind of like a kind of like an alarm clock as well because literally like by the she woke me up, and I was dead to the world at that point. I was so far, so far gone that when I started to realize what was going on, because her meows were piercing through the dream, the dream state, I, I, I consciously made the decision to, to say her name, like, like Sage, come here. But I was still enough in the dream state where I couldn't get myself to speak, where you're trying to get yourself to. to Trying to get your body to move, or you're trying to get yourself to say something, but you can't. Like you're like, oh, come on, and you can't seem to get yourself to actually your, your physical body to do it. It's kind of like when you get that sleep paralysis, you know, where you're trying to get yourself to move, but you can't move. And there's been times where I literally have flopped. Like I'll be, I'll be in that state, half asleep on the bed. I'll be trying to pull myself out of a nightmare or something. And the only way I'll do it is I'll end up getting my whole body to flop a little bit because that, that literally jerks me mentally <laughs> out of that state. I end up, okay, cool. Now I'm alert, I'm awake, I can move. All right, awesome. Well, that was kind of the case with she's me out at the door and I'm sitting there trying to move my mouth and trying to be like insane. But I was like, shit. And then finally I managed to snap myself out of it enough. It's like, sage. <laughs> and then I can move. But sadly, about not even 20 or so minutes after she woke me up with her meow and my, my alarm was going off, I'm like, ah, hey, I was hoping to fall back asleep, have a couple more hours. <laughs> so I was like, all right, time to get up and get ready for her. That's why I told Aaron, I told my, uh, my other half, I was like, you know, she's best to like, be careful out there with the wind. I was like, yep, I will. I was like, I feel like I basically got off work, went home, took a nap, and came back to work. She was like, yep, I know the feeling. Like went home and went. To, that's why my buddy Dave, you know, he and I have you know we chat most nights lately because you know, especially if like he comes in at three and I might be I might still be out for another two hours after that point because he's an hour ahead, so it kind of works out. But he's able to he's able to he, I guess he has a little bit of time every day when he gets home from work to be able to get on and do an hour or two writing every day. And I'm like I can't do it every day. Like I can. I, if I'm lucky, I can do it my days off, you know, unless there's a lot of stuff planned for the days off. But I was like, work days, though, like, especially if it's like today, 
got home, took care of some stuff, went to bed, got up, came back to work. There was no, you know, time to, hey, I'm just going to open up my computer for an hour and kind of chill out or whatever. Nope, not happening. Not with, not with the way my schedule is. <laughs> so it's like, all right. But definitely didn't let today break me, you know. And uh, it's one of those things, like, I was just basically getting through it because I'm like, I just hope I don't have to do this too often because this really sucks. But, you know, I, I, at least I'm working and I'm not sitting at home not getting paid. So I'm, I'm out here getting, I'm going to go ahead and do it, you know, but... Sometimes on some of those days, even when the stress level is really high, you just gotta push through it. You gotta keep, gotta keep uh, putting one foot in front of the other. And that's where I'm always saying that you got, you gotta, have, you gotta hold on to the hope. You know, like I know too many people that their their big goal in life is to go to work, come home, go to work, come home. Like they're like, well, eventually maybe I'll work my way up in the train a little bit, but otherwise, you know, but yeah, I work my job, and, you know, come home, and hang out with the fam, and the next day go back to work again. You know, and I'm like, yeah, well, I was like, my goal is to be able to not have to work quite so hard. And so I'm working on things on the side to hopefully alleviate that a bit in the next couple of years. You know, because that's like, honestly, the idea of somebody just working and coming home, working and coming home, for me, that's depressing. You know? It's like, you gotta, you gotta have goals you want to achieve, you gotta have hopes. You know, hopes and dreams or whatever, and you gotta be working, like, not just talking about it, because sadly, too many people will talk about, like, oh, someday, someday I'm gonna have this, like, oh, someday I'm gonna do this, but then they never make any, they never take any action towards it. They always, uh, it's always someday, someday, like, I'm gonna do this, I can't wait, oh, man. And for years, they'll keep working on that same job, they'll keep saying, well, someday I'm gonna have this business, or someday I'm gonna have this food truck or someday you know, whatever the business might be someday I'm gonna I'm gonna you know someday I'll lose the weight someday I'm gonna get healthier you know but then they, they never take action you know and then life life continues to happen I guess and before they know it they're they're a lot older and they're still in the same job that they've been at for the past 30 years and they're still the same they're still not the greatest health or whatever and they're not happy because they look back and they have regrets, you know. So it's like we gotta we gotta not let little situations like you know life stresses or whatever, or stressful days at work or whatever, or even or even negative attitudes of others around you. You know, like other people might not believe in what you're trying to do, but as long as you believe it, as long as you believe that you can do it and you think it's possible, then. You know, that's all that matters. Who cares what other people think unless they're supporting you, you know? Because that's the key right there. Like, yeah, I mean, you obviously you care about what they think if, they, if they've got your back. If they've got your back, then screw them, you know? Like, their opinion doesn't matter. Uh, how, what they think about what you're, what you're doing doesn't matter. The only reason, the only way it would matter is if they got, if they're in your corner. If they, they've got your back, they're supporting you, they're... So, you know, encouraging you, pushing you to be better, then yeah, then obviously care what they think, but that's the only situation where you, where you should. Because if, if you got people in your life that question, that doubt what you're trying to do, whatever, and give you a hard time about it, then basically, like, well, I, you know, thank you for your opinion, you know, but this is going to happen. Like, this is what I'm doing. So, 
That's why it's funny, actually, you see some of those negative people on my life. There was one lady, I'm assuming it was a lady, based on the name. <laughs> I don't know. But I, you know, on, on Facebook, I shared, because uh, my, uh, my, the uh, bank I use is uh, Sophie. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but, you know, there's a, uh, they have this promotion going on. I don't know how long it's been going on for, but, you know. I'm fairly new to Sophie myself, and I actually started sharing the, the leaks about uh, this uh, promotion, where it's like, get, get people to sign up for a uh, new checking and savings account, and fund their account with 10 bucks, and they'll get $25 free. And you'll get, you know, as you uh, you as the, re, the referrer, you'll get 75 bucks. So basically, the promotion that a lot of people are doing online is... You know, make $75 over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. I've posted a few times, you know, because I'm not much, I'm not real big on recruiting online anymore. I used to be, you know, but. But I shared it a couple times and I had one lady that I have no clue who the heck she was. She was on my friends list, apparently. She replied, she commented on one of the posts, scam. I replied back, um, it's actually not a scam. This is a bank. So. And then I gave a little while, and I thought, you know what? I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna bother with her because I don't even know who the hell she is. So I deleted the comment and I blocked her because I was like, I was like, obviously, like, there's people out there, no matter what opportunities you present them, to hey, you can make like 50 bucks here or whatever. Oh, it's a scam. Like, oh, that's all scam. Okay. Well, then uh, enjoy being broke all the time and never. I don't know. I'm not saying that'll happen, you know, but a lot of those people that do comment that automatically go on opportunities and say it's a scam. They're the ones that are working there or figure they're gonna have they're just gonna work the job for the next fifty years, you know. Like, oh yeah, it's a scam. Everything online, all all these businesses that you see online, they're all scams. No, they're not. Or these opportunities to, to make a make a little bit here, make a little bit there. They're not all scams. Some of them are. But you know. Well, I just gotta be careful when you're looking at him, you know. But, but we gotta not let things break us, guys. We gotta, we gotta keep pushing forward. We gotta take it day by day. And sometimes those days can be really long, like last night for me. <laughs> and I was grateful when I when I climbed in that bed this morning. I was like, oh my god, this feels so amazing. So I would have loved to get more sleep, but but. At least technically, I'm off for the next two days, so that's gonna be good. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Get to pick up my adult beverages, you know, and just kind of unwind, relax for the next two days. Um, crack, you know, open up my computer and um, work on the next writing project for the Storytime Fridays. Here's what I'm thinking of doing for that, guys. You know, even though this is Real Talk Tuesday, but this is me keeping it real with you guys. But I'm thinking because the last Friday was part one of the current of that the most recent story, Snowpocalypse. Even though it ended the way it ended, uh, technically I could close it out like that, and that could have been it. But I thought, you know what? Like I, I think there could be more, so I'm gonna do part two. See if I can add a little more stuff to it and really close it out, like bring it to a close. So that's gonna be next Friday. Whenever I get that written, that's gonna be next Friday's, uh, or this upcoming Friday's um, uh, story. 
and then what I'm thinking about doing the following week for the Story Time Friday is I'm thinking of reading both part one and part two together to have one big story on one of the Story Time Fridays. So I think, you know, thinking to myself, and I'm like, yeah, that actually sounds like it. I think that would be actually pretty cool. Like, it'd be a, lo- a much longer episode. But the majority of the episode would be a story. You know, it would be the Snowpocalypse story. So, I'm kind of leaning that way, you know, thinking that would be, that'd give you guys, give you guys a, a long, a really long story on one of the Fridays. That way, if you're out driving or whatever, you know, you're able to listen to something for an hour or two or whatever, you can pop on there and listen to, to the full Snowpocalypse non-short story. <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, we gotta keep pushing forward, guys. We gotta just do, do what we can and, you know, keep try to keep a positive outlook. So, that's where I struggle if I have people around me, like friends or whatever, that, you know, are going through, even though they're going through things, what, like when you're as an outside observer, you're seeing that, like, well, things are better. Like, why are, like, why are you so unhappy? This is going on. That's going on. Okay. Well, I mean, think about it. Like, things could always be worse. You know, like, I was like, it's always like, why don't you focus on the things that are, are, are good instead of focusing on things that are bad? You know, because there's so much more good out there than there's bad. Especially you know, if you got out of a like a, out of a dangerous situation or an abusive situation, or you got out of a let's say you got out of a bad job that was treating you really bad. And you're in a better, you're in a, a job that treats better. But maybe they don't pay as well, you know. But you're, you're happier there for the most part because of the fact that you're not, you're not treated like crap. But you're also unhappy because you know obviously bills are stacking up because you're. It's like okay, yeah, I, I hear you. You know, finances are important and stuff, but it's also you got to focus on whatever is good. So like, even though we. You know, we have that, uh, like, you have whatever might be going wrong in your life. Sorry, I was looking at the, uh, mile marker because, of course, like, for a second, the, you know, I had thought, did I make it down to the split that goes off St. Louis yet? And I was like, oh, yeah, I did that a while back. Either it's, it's rainy and dark or whatever, of course. Doing my episode with you guys and all of it, I'm tired. So I was like, what mile marker am I at? How far? Okay, cool. I'm already down like 20 or 30 miles. All right. <laughs> so it's like, I'll have those occasions where I'll have more, where I'll have a brain fart, you know, because of being tired. Like I'll be chatting with my buddy Dave or whatever, like literally mid sentence and all of a sudden I stop. And he was, he was, what's wrong? And I'm like, I just had a brain fart, man. I, I have no idea where I'm going with that. He goes, that happens to me all the time. I was like, yeah, me too. I was like, especially when I'm tired. <laughs> Because we work kind of like opposite schedules. Like I, I work the swing shift into the graveyard shift, depending on how late I work. Usually it's like get home, get back home at like five. Nights like today or last night rather, where I got home this morning at like nine o'clock. So it was like, oh man. So those those days, I'm definitely pretty tired and can easily forget what I'm talking about. <laughs> so. But it happens, you know. It's why I, you know got those goals set up. I'm working on long-term stuff to hopefully alleviate some of that stuff. Hopefully, get my wife a food truck. Uh, so get her out of her stressful job into what she wants to do. Get 
be out of what I'm doing, and that way I can be just most pretty much home full time doing stuff like the full time podcast host and um, full time writer. You know, because I do have a a good chunk written in a book that I started many years back, and I had added to it recently. And so that's. I'm thinking, and I'm kind of leaving one other thing too that you guys might find interesting is thinking about for a second book turning those short stories that I do every Friday eventually as they accumulate get enough book, combine them together to have a book of short stories maybe call it logic show stories logic show show <laughs> with a little tongue twister there logic show short stories they try to say that ten times really fast but it's kind of what I'm thinking there, but you know, obviously, like, I'm not, it's not something that has to be decided right now. Because obviously, I'm not publishing anything just yet, but that's why I'm trying to stay consistent every week. You know, keep these episodes being posted every Tuesday and Friday between 5 and 6 p.m. Central Time, and then try to stay committed to hopping on my computer on my days off and working on working on writing. You know, at least at the bare minimum, working on the project for Friday, so that way I can get Storytime Friday recorded. But at some point, I would love to hop on there and actually get more, more stuff uh, written up for the, you know, added to the book or whatever. And then still working on the website, of course, you know. But once, once that's up, anything like that, once I get book like book published or whatever, or if I publish a book with short stories or whatever, then obviously I can promote that on the website so that way you guys have access to it. And, um, you know, go and buy them and download them, you know. Plus, merchandise eventually, you know. That's why I do another shout-out to, even though I don't think he'll hear this podcast, but who knows. To uh, Scott Johnson over there at uh, the What Was It Like or What Was That Like podcast. I'm still pretty, you know, I'm still glued to that whenever I'm listening to the podcast lately. It's usually his show right now. It's, I don't know how many episodes past where I'm at that he, he has available, but but the last one I listened to uh, they had mentioned and uh, they still near 2020, so I'm pretty sure I still got a ways to go. Pretty sure uh, you know, I'm not going to run out of episodes anytime soon. <laughs> but I love listening to, to hosts like, like him and you know, hosts of other podcasts and hearing some of the things that they offer their listeners or, or like things they have on their website or whatever and be like, that's actually a really good idea. I never thought about that. You know? Being open to suggestions, you know. But, but anyway, guys, uh, on, that, on that note, I think I will look at it going, yeah, it's already a pretty long episode. But hopefully you guys found some value in the, the real talk material tonight. Sorry to kind of ramble on a little bit, you know. As a problem being tired, like, yeah, there's a topic you want to cover, but then, like, your brain kind of, like, goes, jumps around from, like, here to here to here to there to over here again. So, just trying to push forward, do what you got to do, you know. Not let, like, like, I, like the topic says, do not, you know, don't let it, like, basically don't break you know do whatever like do whatever you have to you know to go about your day whatever do your job um, take care of your responsibilities but then also make sure to do what I also one of my favorite things you know the thing that everybody should should uh, always 
remember, self-care. It can be anything from going to a movie, going out, going out to a baseball game, going out for a drive. For me, and I know some people go, oh, that's not healthy. For me, my, my adult beverages on the weekend, for me, that's self-care. You know, because it, it, like, literally, when I'm enjoying my drinks, I am completely relaxed. I'm one of those, like, you know, there's different kinds of drunks out there. <laughs> the ones that get up the courage, they, they, they're drinking, all of a sudden they go start a fight with somebody that they have a problem with. Uh, there's the ones that'll, that'll call people, that randomly call people that they normally wouldn't call when they're drunk. Case in point, my cousin Gerald. Love my cousins up in uh, up in Connecticut, PA. But, you know, it's like, well, I've literally never talked to him. I think I talked to my cousin Mary through text on the phone. You know, quite a bit back in the day, which happened for a while. But her brother Gerald, we would talk when I was up there visiting, but otherwise, like, we've never talked on the phone. So it was interesting one night when I got, when my phone went off and it was Gerald's number, and I didn't answer. And I was like, why is Gerald calling me at one in the morning? <laughs> like, so I, I didn't, I didn't, you know, didn't text. I didn't respond back. I didn't call him back. I just let it go to voicemail. He never left a voice message. And I thought, when, when it came through, I thought, Gerald's probably drunk. Like, I'd be willing to bet this is a drunk dial. <laughs> but then I'm like, but why would he be calling me, though? I don't get it, you know. But that's not how I am. I'm one of those that, like, it, you know, when I enjoy my drinks, I am just kind of chilled out. I'm relaxed. I don't give a, It's basically, like, kind of the I don't give a fuck type. Um, you know, like, the stuff that normally bothers me, I'm like, all right, whatever, you know. Like, right now, I don't worry about it. That's that's what I'm like when I'm enjoying my drinks. You know, like, I'm still put on Netflix. I think there's a couple, one or two of those short those, uh, stories I wrote. I actually was still feeling it pretty good from, you know, my, uh, my adult beverages or whatever. And, yeah, I managed to get the, the story written. <laughs> I think when I first started trying to be committed to doing my writing projects and stuff to, to work on writing every week I thought I said that for the very first story that I wrote for the uh, blog show or whatever I wondered before I started it because I was you know enjoying the I had the, the margarita mix I'd had the um, I'd had the Mike's harder before that, so I was like, I was wondering like if it's gonna be like the that one uh, YouTube video or YouTube channel called My Drunk Kitchen. I thought it was gonna be like My Drunk, My Drunk Writing, you know, like having a couple pages and not really being able to comprehend what exactly I said, you know. So it's like, but surprisingly, I was like, it did. That's not what happened. Like I was able to actually write pretty clear. And, be pretty good so I was like alright you know cool but that's my way of chilling out and vegging out and stuff you know so you gotta you gotta find things that work for you guys like you gotta you know maybe it's going and having a good having a, a meal of something you really enjoy um, go to a movie walking your dog one of my de-stressors is basically like even though the cats obviously they prefer not to get picked up I'll pick up one of the cats and literally snuggle with her for a minute She'll look all annoyed while I'm just like I've got her. I got her held close. I'm rubbing my face on her and I'm kissing her, or whatever. And it's like, I'm like, hey, oh, look, my little Binksy, you know. And she's looking at me like, please stop. 
The oldest cat, Truff, she'll actually she'll actually complain if you pick her up. Like you pick her up, she'll be like, not not quite a growl, but kind of close to a cat growl. You know? But gotta do what you gotta do to to, to let loose, de-stress, you know, just keep pushing forward, you know. That way you can, you can have the mental energy, the mental strength to um, mental and physical and emotional strength to actually go and do what you have to do, which is basically like still gotta pay the bills. So you gotta go, gotta go work a job and get those paychecks and keep paying the bills and keep working towards you know whatever goals you're working towards and refusing to give up on them, you know. So, but with that note, guys. Um, I do. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate y'all being here, tuned in with me. Um, if you're new to this podcast, I'd say go back and you know feel free to catch up from episode one. But there's quite a bit. <laughs> Obviously, you're welcome to start over at the beginning and uh, see just how this podcast has evolved over over the last like like seven or eight months or something. I think since May, but. Anybody that would like to give any feedback on any of the episodes or want to give a suggestion for what, what kind of topic I should cover one of these Real Talk Tuesdays, feel free to drop me a line at logitshowpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, like, like I said, eventually, someday soon, hopefully, I will have an official website up uh, so that way I can be directing people to the website. I'll have a couple of couple of links for like the different some of the different platforms uh, that I'll be on, like iHeartRadio, Spotify, and of course, as I said the last uh, when I did the Storytime Friday, a little update because I'm now officially on Apple Podcasts. Only took them like eight months, but hey, they finally approved me. <laughs> I thought at this point that wasn't going to get approved or whatever, or just going to stay in pending approval status. But I got the email saying, please log on and accept your terms and conditions, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, cool. All right. Came on there and did that. They're like, congratulations, you're published. Wow, sweet. All right. I was like, I was kind of expecting this not, not to happen or whatever. <laughs> but so yeah, fun times, fun times. I've even debated about doing starting a YouTube channel for the blog show just to kind of have like a lot of multiple avenues out there as far as you know publicity for the show but so uh, so if you if you want to support the show uh, on the podcast notes though I'll I try to every time I post the new episodes I try to at least share the link it's a t- kind of like a tip line where you can do like a one time you know financial donation whatever not required, obviously. Um, my main thing that I would ask, if, if you like what you hear, if, if you feel like you connect with me by any means, um, to click that follow button. So that way you are notified whenever I do a new episode. And of course, tell your friends about it. You, you know, if you enjoy this podcast, feel free to let others know. You know, sharing, sharing all that stuff. So, but anyway, y'all, appreciate you being here. Uh, it's been fun. As always, and I'm obviously I'm going to keep going. You know, not going to let up. Uh, but definitely keep a lookout for Friday because we will be doing the next story on Friday for Storytime Friday, which is going to be part two of the Snowpocalypse story. So I'm still kind of working through in my head what what I'm going to do on that one. 
like how that one's gonna go, but you know, I was surprised at how Snowpocalypse Part One went because when I was reading that out loud, trying you know to uh, record the episode for Storytime Fridays episode this past this past Friday, I was reading it going actually like I didn't realize how much there was because I thought I thought it felt like it was a shorter story, but then I was reading it going damn this is long, like I didn't realize I had this much material here. Cause I was just going with it, you know, and that's kind of how it, that's some writers they they'll literally when especially when they're writing a book or a story they'll sit back and do an outline and like think like write down character names and plots and all that stuff. Me when I sit down, I literally go, okay, well, how do I want to do this? And then I I just you know I just come up with a name or whatever or uh, or an idea of how I want it to begin, and then I just start start going and I just kind of let the story evolve from there, you know. Let the imagination run wild, so to speak. But anyway, guys, I look forward to to talking to you guys again on the Storytime Friday episode coming up. Um, keep being positive, keep believing, keep pushing forward. Believe you can, believe you will, and you're already halfway there. Uh, don't let don't let people that are around you that, are, that have the, the bad attitudes or they're negative. Don't let them don't let them get to you. Don't let them. You know, don't let them change. Don't let them change your plans, your goals. You know, like just keep pushing forward. And basically, it's, you know, especially if it's somebody that's not really that important in your life, like it's not like a family or friend or whatever, you really care all that much about. I would say just you know get rid of people like that out of your life. There's no point in having people like that in your life that when all they do is question everything you do. Um, you know, especially if you if you do online stuff like I like I do on occasion. You know, yeah. If you have people that are always like that's a scam, you know, that's that's a scam. Okay, you know, delete delete block and keep going. You know. Well, that note, guys, I do appreciate you guys being here, um, and I will see you guys again on episode 65 for Storytime Friday. Whoop, whoop. Have a good one, guys.